0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 49 here on What About Therapy. I'm Enoch Fossum, and I'm a certified Mindfulness Life Coach. And I'm Austin Ivey,
1: and I'm certified in the basics of acceptance and commitment therapy, and we're both going
0: to school to be marriage and family therapists. In this episode, we're going to be talking about abortions, and how to have more empathy for those that may have a different view than what we have.
1: Let's get right into it.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Another week, another view. I was going to say a dollar, but we're not getting paid for this. (laughs) We don't get paid. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. A lot has happened,
1: I guess, since last time we sat down to record and hence the reason for the episode. Yeah. Societal
0: uproars, I guess. Yeah. The whole Roe versus Wade. And we're not going to dive all into, into those politics, but. I guess huge disclaimer. We're not
1: going to be talking about what we think is right or wrong, what our personal opinions are, Yeah. what we think is morally wrong, morally correct. Like you heard in the intro, this is going to be more about analysis of the differing viewpoints and how both viewpoints relate to mental health implications. Yeah. And then maybe it's a greater conversation on having empathy towards someone who might have an opposing viewpoint to us because that's... That's what we're here on what about therapy podcast is yeah. connecting, staying human, I guess, and not seeing others as demons or as or dehumanizing other people. Our goal, like I know Enoch would say the same, is to to promote wellness, to promote kindness, to promote overall mental health, wellness, and we can't do that unless we can see other people for what they are and being able to accept their opposing opinions that we may see as wrong.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing, if you're pro-choice or if you're pro-life, we invite you to keep an open mind and we may say things that could trigger you and your instant reaction, your psychological reactant is, no, that's wrong, or that's messed up. I invite you, we invite you, when you do notice those psychological reactants, take a step back and say, hold on. Let me try and see things from this person's perspective. And we're going to try and help you to see each perspective in a different light. And we're not trying to convince you of either way. We're not saying, again, what's right or wrong. We simply want you to be able to see the other perspective, which will allow you to have more empathy. So when you do see people in the streets doing you know, picketing or rioting, whatever. Protesting. Yeah. Protesting, I should say, not rioting. There's riots definitely for there sure out riots. there, but there's yeah. plenty of people peacefully and
1: appropriately protesting. Yeah, you
0: know? protesting in their rights. And we want you not to look at them and say, oh, oh bunch of bunch of idiots. They believe They're that. They're wrong. They're either. wrong. <laughs> Hopefully, after this episode, you'll be able to look at them and say, okay, I see your perspective. I don't have to agree with that but I see why you are out here protesting. And that goes for both ways, for people who are pro-choice or people who are pro-life.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I have changed my viewpoint a lot over the years. And like we said, we're not going to go into specifics on our own viewpoints. But one thing my mom said recently to me in a conversation I had with her is, I guess paraphrased, she said that the true mark of a responsible and mature adult is someone who can have their opinion challenged. And have someone disagree with them and not get triggered by it. and yeah. Not become emotional over it. Yeah. And she said it took her 40 years to figure that out. Or I'm not going to say her age on <laughs> her podcast, but that's what she said. That <laughs> 25 it took years. Her, it took her 25 years of her life, her whole <laughs> life, 25 years, to figure out the, the true mark of maturity is being able to see someone else's viewpoint and not yeah. become emotional the, 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 over the fact that they disagree with you. And that, again, like Enoch said, that's going to be the point of this podcast is to talk about statistics not opinions to talk about the statist- the t- st- the statistics the, the statistics of the opposing viewpoints that are related as they relate to mental health complications to show that there are consequences to both ends and both sides and then again have a a greater conversation about how we can choose to overcome our uh our biases and overcome our implicit and instant i guess um implications, I don't know what to call yeah. it, and then choose to be a more empathetic person, a more understanding yeah. person, like Yannick said, and choose to overcome that initial bias and still care for the people around us despite their opposing viewpoint.
0: Yeah, and if you have struggled with you know, things around abortion, this may be a triggering episode for you. So you may not want to listen to this, or if you can, you know, if you want to, go ahead. By all means, I just want to put it out there that... It could be triggering for some people, so let's first start. We're going to talk about pro-choice, okay, and their their perspective. Now, if you're pro-life, hang hang with me here, okay? Don't just don't leave, hang in there. We're going to get to your perspective later, and we'll talk about that. As Russ Harris would say, it, sit back with childlike curiosity and yeah, just listen. I love that. Yeah, the 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 whole thing about this episode, man, is going to be curiosity you want to be curious about why like if i see people protesting on the streets i'm curious i'm like huh okay what's causing
1: them to why get what's out going on? and do that yeah yeah
0: so pro choice here okay we're gonna this is pulling from a whole bunch of different articles we we'll just cite them all down gonna below be at the bottom yeah we're yeah so there. if you want to read more into them if you want to read the articles they're great all of them are are really awesome you can go ahead and read those most of them i believe are scholarly like written mm. articles not just Healthline or like cnn articles they're all peer-reviewed yeah stuff from like meta-analysis APA things like that. all that it's awesome great so pro choice so this article says the abortion the medical or surgical termination of a pregnancy is one of the oldest most common and most controversial medical procedures and we see that today especially the Quite controversy coming out absolutely So research shows that people who are denied abortions are more likely to experience higher levels of anxiety, lower life satisfaction, and lower self-esteem compared with those who are able to obtain abortions. Okay, this can be a point right here. Those who are pro-choice. There are countless studies that have been shown where those who are denied abortions actually have higher chances of having medical issues like anxiety, stress, depression, simply because they were denied an abortion, then compared with those who were able to have an abortion and went through with it, if that makes sense. Now, this quote says, in fact, the best predictor of a woman's mental health after an abortion is her mental health before the abortion. So, these studies particularly show that it's not necessarily an abortion that causes mental health issues. It's simply the lack of being able to have the abortion causes the most mental health struggles. Yeah, and I would assume
1: if you get into the mind of a person, a woman who's pregnant and wasn't expecting it, maybe a teenager or just someone who's not in a position to be raising a child, you can see the stress that would arise from the idea of having to raise a child and not being able to... um, get out of that situation, I guess, for lack of a better term, Um, that could be anxiety inducing without maybe social support, familial support, financial support, you're by yourself, maybe you're in college, maybe you're in an abusive relationship, things like that, I could see how that could cause a significant amount of stress, which then could lead to clinical depression, generalized anxiety, some type of other anxiety disorder. And so like, you can see very clearly that there are serious implications to people being denied this um, procedure.
0: Yeah. Here's another quote for you. It's important for folks to know that abortion does not cause mental health problems, said Deborah Mullen, PhD, a professor of counseling psychology at Texas Women's University who studies abortion and reproductive rights. What's harmful, she continues, are the stigma surrounding abortion, the lack of knowledge about it, and the lack of access. So... A lot of the stigma around abortion is if you get one, then you're a terrible human being, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially those who if they do get an abortion and their family is very pro-life, then that can cause even more stress, anxiety. They can be disowned from their family, which will, again, cause more stress, anxiety, depression, poverty. And so I see where they're coming from. From this yeah, side. The argument's very sound, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
1: oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna I could read the next quote that we have. Yeah, here. Yeah. Yep. It says here that if a state bans abortions, a resident seeking one faces resident seeking one faces a new and significant set of barriers. They might incur additional costs for out of state travel, lodging, and childcare during the trip, all while missing wages at work. They might feel compelled to disclose the pregnancy to friends, family family members or coworkers from whom they've solicited help they might be forced to wait longer for an appointment. All these challenges add up to more psychological stress. So it just adds on to what we've been talking about already, just unexpected costs, unexpected, uh, unexpected, I don't know, traveling. And again, if you you are from this viewpoint and see this as necessary, we're starting to understand that someone who sees this as necessary, sees this as beneficial to them, and then being denied it can be a significant source of stress. And I think that's where all the whole point of this is, is to build up the argument for someone who had this viewpoint in their life. Because to them, this is a real issue. And to them, this is a, a scary issue, a very... Right. Um, like, you can understand the unrest, I guess. Like um, And say what you will about protesting and the, the reactions we've had towards this decision from the Supreme Court. Um, I guess what we're trying to do here is just open up your minds a little bit if you maybe come from an opposing viewpoint that this isn't just coming from a place of misunderstanding. There's some there's some real issues that surround this this like, viewpoint of this argument.
0: Yeah. And the last quote here says, banning the procedure also stigmatizes it. Again, just reinforces that stigma. And stigmas harm mental health. According to findings from the Turnaway Study, women in the study who felt they would be looked down on by friends, family, and community members if they had an abortion were much more likely to report psychological distress years later. So exactly what I was saying earlier, where you know that stigma just reinforces itself mm-hmm. when the state bans that procedure, and that can become a real issue for a lot of people. So you can see that the people that are protesting, that are pro-choice, they, they see this side. You know that...
1: This is what they see when they see um, abortion bans. This is kind of what they think about. This is the implications they see when they think about this being taken away from them or this, um, I don't know, this, whatever you want to call it, this procedure being banned in different parts of the country. This is what they're maybe thinking of. This is the things they're afraid of.
0: Yeah. And it's very real. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it. These studies are sound. These studies, I mean... As the as the cool kids say, it's legit.
1: <laughs> and we and we chose studies like this on purpose because data and research doesn't necessarily have a bias. It just shows right. the relationship between variables. Yeah. And so, like we said, we're not trying to take sides. We're not trying to take um, a certain viewpoint as individuals and as on this podcast as a whole. We just chose this information to show that um, there is statistical evidence based off of the. The viewpoints that people have yeah okay which i guess takes us right into pro-life and yep let's jump this in this comes from another pubmed um peer-reviewed article i'm talking about some of the implications that come from having an abortion and some of the negative aspects that some pro-life individuals would use to um argue against abortion as a as a procedure It says here that both sides agree that abortion is consistently associated with elevated rates of mental illness compared to women without a history of abortion. The abortion experience directly contributes to mental health problems for at least some women that have the procedure. There are risk factors such as pre-existing mental illness that identify women at a greater risk for mental health problems after an abortion. And it is impossible, I guess this is one thing that I guess we should talk about, that it is somewhat impossible to conduct research in this field in a manner that could be definitively identify the extent into which many any mental illness following an abortion can be reliably attributed to the abortion in and of itself Mm. so that's pro that's for and against the the pro-choice for and against the pro-life argument that it's really hard to do research in this this realm it's it's really difficult because we're gonna i think we're about to quote the same thing that we use for the pro-choice argument as we did the pro-life that um that having an abortion significantly increases anxiety just like individual in the previous article that we cited earlier said that the lack of abortion can significantly re- increase anxiety. Yeah, and that's because this is it is a really hard subject to do research on because it is um, it's very subjective, it's very nuanced, it's very contested, it's very socially charged. Um, so the the things that we're citing, I cause like it is taken grain taken with a grain of salt, but it also should be taken seriously because um, it is sound research
0: yeah i mean if you think about this from the biopsychosocial model which you talked about the the three factors that influence every mental health problem the biological side psychological and the sociological social anyway all three of those factors play a role and this doesn't include in abortions doesn't exclude exclude yeah there you go yeah it doesn't exclude abortions from this so all these factors play a role and the quote that I we talked about earlier where they said the best predictor of a woman's mental health after an abortion is her mental health before the abortion like that's just another variable to take into account when doing studies like these and sometimes i would say a lot of the times in these studies, we don't know the state of their mental health before their abortion. Yeah. There's a lot of variables
1: that it's hard to control and things like this. It's extremely difficult to, to control variables and have an effective study.
0: Right. Yeah. So just again, keep that in mind that there are so many variables at play here where it can be hard to get consistent results. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can see, and you'll see here if you haven't already, there are very contradictory results and mm. studies that have been done why maybe variables from the people they studied were leaned more to what they were looking for or not maybe a little
1: bit of bias injected yeah. in the study yeah yeah because this is i think mainly because it is such a highly contested subject because we both we talked about our personal opinions before we started recording and i know people that have the exact opposite and it's just as you can see with all the protests and with the many opinions that people share on social media it's extremely highly influenced by our culture and doing yeah. research on it can be i almost almost scary to like produce a, an article that has like just unbiased research that maybe would be against one viewpoint or another because that mm-hmm. that viewpoint that it goes against is going to have a lot of backlash for you right because this is highly contested so i i would be afraid as a researcher to release any type of findings that i had afraid yeah. of the um of the backlash i would have from the opposing viewpoint yeah and so just because it is Rightfully so, a highly debatable subject, yeah. which I guess takes us into the, right, the next quote talking about difficult research um, from another um, article from the National Institute of Mental Health. It says that although the association found between depression and prior termination is not sig- statistically significant, its size and near significance might lead, to one, might lead one to see it as evidence that choosing pregnancy termination over childbirth increases the risk of depression in younger women. So just kind of bringing up the conversation that we were just talking about there, that um, research is hard, but the evidence we have found does points into the direction that there is a, a relationship between abortion, and I believe it's called post-abortion syndrome, which is just depression that stems from directly from an abortion. Um, there is evidence there that proves that there is a, an impact on a on a woman who has an abortion. Again, just. Um, talking from the, the pro-life I guess side of things the pro-life argument that there is yeah. there's dramatic and significant implications that need to be considered when talking about this issue and allowing that procedure to happen in states or locales because it doesn't just what like just happen and then you're done with it there is evidence that
0: shows that there is long-lasting effects on a woman that chooses to do this procedure yeah and speaking of that For pro-life, the the British Journal of Psychiatry reported that there were dramatic changes in mental health in women who had an abortion. The study examined medical information from 877,000 women, of which 164,000 had an abortion. The women who had an abortion were 81% more likely to experience mental health struggles. They were 34% more likely to develop an anxiety disorder, 37% more likely to experience depression, 110% more likely to abuse alcohol, 155% more likely to die by suicide, and 220% more likely to abuse marijuana. So you can see, those of you who are pro-choice, you can see why those who are pro-life would be out there protesting Mm -hmm. or be going against your point of view because this is what they see as well. They see that the implications of mental health or the implications of you know, having an abortion and the impact that that can have can be really negative mm-hmm. on your mental health. So yeah. think about that. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of the arguments that surround
1: the pro-life viewpoint is that it's more about the life of the child, the unborn right. child inside the womb. Um, but, from this argument i'm sure there's a great deal of people out there um myself including that i see statistics like this and i worry about the the outcomes of a woman who chooses to have a procedure such as this and that they're 155 percent right. more likely to die by suicide and that could be a that's a scary statistic and right again it, that's hard to know how how many variables are, in, are within the study that are not controlled that leads to that outcome of course but even if there's a lot of variables that are skewing this evidence it's still a really scary statistic that it's over 100 percent more likely that to to die by suicide and for a person like me and a person like you who's committed to helping people their mental health struggles or anyone who has this pro-life argument i guess or pro-life viewpoint they could look at those statistics and be like wow this is something that we need to maybe think a little bit more deeply about before we openly just allow it yeah again this is all building up the argument for both sides that there's more than just um like dogmatic approaches to these, to these different viewpoints, to these different opinions. There's statistical evidence that prove mental health struggles on both sides. And I yeah. guess that kind of leads into this really great quote that we found that yeah. it says that everyone responds to such a procedure as abortion differently, and no matter what, the potential emotions and conditions caused by an abortion should not be taken lightly. Yeah. And I guess that kind of leads us into the little discussion we wanted to have about like empathy in general. That that's that's kind of what we're lacking is an understanding that no matter how different a person has a viewpoint as you and no matter how maybe you view it as immoral, maybe you view it as unlawful or um, as maybe you see it as evil. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, you should still be able to take a step back and be able, and just tell yourself that no matter how you feel, they have their own life. And this what their decision that they're making is going to impact them in a way that you'll never truly be able to understand. No matter how wildly different your opinion is. yeah. Because um, another thing that my mom has taught me over the years is that no matter how passionate you are on a subject, a person's individual decision, when it doesn't involve you specifically, should not be of too much concern of you to where you treat them differently. Right. Hopefully that makes sense. I didn't articulate it very well. My mom is, would do a way better job articulating <laughs> that, but just because someone thinks differently and chooses to live their life differently from you, if that doesn't impact you directly, that should never allow you to treat them differently or give you an excuse to treat them differently because we all have our agency and they could probably do the same
0: thing to you and you probably wouldn't like that very much based Mm -hmm. off of your decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about it, man. Like this is is practicing empathy. Mm -hmm. What we're doing right now is putting yourself in another person's viewpoint, another person's shoes, and trying to see why they believe what they believe. Now, I, along with you and Austin, all of us have always have have jumped to conclusions at least once in our life yeah, it's about human someone. Nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because our brain likes to try and make sense of something, and so it assumes, makes assumptions. Likes to do it quick too. Likes to do it quick. Yep, to protect you, just in case this person's dangerous yeah. or whatever it is. Which that's not bad it can be unhelpful mm-hmm. but it can also be a good thing like in literal situations where there could be a robber coming up to you and your brain's like yeah, that brain that's a robber run away <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah in that instance brain brain function is very helpful yeah but in some of these instances like in situations like these where we see people protesting for pro life or pro choice and we instantly judge them and say they're a terrible person their opinion is their opinion wrong. is wrong and i'm right and think about different perspectives of what if that person who is pro-choice had a family member or their mom or whatever who didn't get the chance to have an abortion because they were denied or whatever it was and that caused serious mental health repercussions for her and their entire family Mm -hmm. and vice versa if someone is pro-life because maybe they knew someone who died who tried to get an abortion, you know, which is rare. It does happen, yeah. But it does happen. And that's not something to, again, be taken lightly or just disregard. So just think about situations like that. And that at least helps me kind of slow my brain down to realize, okay, this person has a reason most likely for doing this or believing this, and I want to know why, Mm -hmm. you know, and try and see their perspective. And that's what it's about. I mean it's not about being right it's not about being wrong it's about having empathy and really just showing kindness towards people
1: yeah I think one of my favorite like cliche quotes that I live by on a day-to-day basis is that it's really simple it's just two things can be true at the same time Mm. a person can have a wildly different opinion than you and you could see that as evil or immoral and they could also still be a really good person that you could be friends with and go to dinner with I yeah. think it's just this weird, like dichotomous society that we're in that if, if a person is pro-life, I can't be their friend or yeah. a person is pro-choice. I can't be their friend. If a person is pro-life, they can't be on my team at work. I can't hire them. Yeah. Like the, the lack of diversity of thought or the lack of inclusion of diversity of thought is, is scary to me hmm. because I think that's what drives innovation. That's what drives like healing when we're able to just sit down and across from someone, have a conversation with them or just like be on the same work team as someone or the same, I don't know, like sports team. As in the same person. family. In the same family. Because like I, I know that a lot of people out there have differing opinions within their families, maybe between siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, um, grandparents, I don't know whatever it is between generations. You're going to find a lot of diversity of thought, diversity of opinion. Yeah. And to allow something as trivial as a political viewpoint to get in between you and your family members, that's really heartbreaking for me. And again, like we said, these issues are not trivial. These consequences are not trivial. But the political standpoints and the rigidity towards those political standpoints is trivial. It is inappropriate because, like you said, two things can be true at the same time. Someone can have a different viewpoint as you, and you can wildly disagree with everything they believe, and you can still love them. And they can still be your brother. They can still be your sister-in-law. They can still be your aunt. Because what's more important that relationship or the fact that you're right <laughs> over your opinion, right? And I, I just I'm heartbroken over the fact there's probably been a lot of relationships or a lot of families that have been broken over the past four or five days since that decision came out because someone posted something on Instagram showing their viewpoint or showing their opinion on the matter. And then someone in their family saw that and maybe unfollowed them or said to themselves, I'm not inviting them to the next family barbecue. I don't know. To, I don't have any evidence of that happening, but I'm sure it's happened out there. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, or people unfollowed friends, or For sure. del- deleted them, blocked them. And if How you do that, that, you did that, you know. But yeah. let's maybe avoid that because that is the exact opposite of of what drives mental wellness.
0: Yeah, and so we hope you at least we're able to gain some more what's called psychological flexibility, mm-hmm. which we, we've talked about a ton. Yeah, countless and times. And acceptance and commitment therapy, where it's the ability to think outside the box, really, mm-hmm. and to be able to adapt to your surroundings. And it doesn't mean you have to accept your surroundings, mm-hmm. but at least adapt to them yeah. and see, see them for what they are and see them for like why someone would believe something that they believe. And that's okay that it's different than you. Yeah, because each of each and every
1: one of you listening has your viewpoints You've probably been thinking about it the entire time of how you're right and they're wrong I know I have thought about it in my personal viewpoint. We're still not gonna share that (laughs) what we think Um, but I kind of lost my train of thought there already. I don't know where I was going with that, (laughs) but um, the most important thing here is that you come away with this with the ability to look at a person who's holding up a sign that says the opposite of what you believe, and still see them as a human just like you are. Yeah, that's that was kind of the point of what we went into this episode because we were kind of afraid of doing a topic such as this because it can be wildly misconstrued at the slightest misstep, at the slightest word phrase that was taken the wrong way. But there's no going away from this episode. What we wanted to do, and what we wanted from this episode specifically, is to come away from it with greater empathy from someone who sees the world differently from you.
0: Yeah. And that's what it's about. That's empathy. Empathy is not learning to agree with people and then love them because you have the same viewpoint. Empathy, really at the end of the day, is being able to sit with someone who is going through something, not putting your viewpoint on them, and realizing that they are going through something and just being there to support them and being able to see their perspective and not saying you're wrong or you're right. It's just being there with them. That's what empathy is. And so hopefully you've been able to gain some more psychological flexibility, some more empathy for those that may have different opinions than you, and something to think about as well. Again, we're not here to change your opinion, but we are here to help you have empathy because that's really what matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we hope we learned something new at least.
1: Yeah, and hopefully you gain some empathy because I know I did. I yeah. definitely have a greater sense of empathy towards people that think differently than me and hopefully this doesn't trigger you too much and you come back next week or even i guess even on thursday for another episode because day baby we didn't want to get political this isn't a political podcast this is just a mental health promoting kindness promoting wellness promoting um overall feelings of of connectedness between people yeah our last thing we want to do is drive separation drive polarity between people so really right. hope you enjoyed
0: it in that way right so have a good week and have some empathy See you on Thursday. What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? Yeah.
1: What about what about therapy? What about
0: what about therapy? What about, what about therapy, yeah. What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy?